Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Paranormal Peeps podcast. We are super glad you guys decided to come back and take a listen to us again. Yay! (laughs) Don't everybody get all excited at once. Well, Josh, you got to hold up those cards that tell us what to say. Those we need the applause card. Oh, (laughs) I mean, next time. Okay, next time. We got uh, a fun and exciting show for you guys today. But uh, before we get there, let's find out who we got around the table. So to my left, Jamie and Elisa, and I'm Josh, and we have a very special guest uh, for everybody today. I want you to introduce yourself. I'm Wendy from the Demolish Salt Lake Podcast. Woo! Welcome. Woo! Wait, that got more more cheers than than me. Hey, this Ooh, is a, she's a guest. Come on. Oh, that's that's fair. <laughs> we see you every time. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell us real quick uh, uh, a little bit about your podcast and what got you into it. So my podcast, um, I talk about buildings that no longer stand in Salt Lake and. Occasionally, I head out of Salt Lake, too, around the, around the state. But I use the building as a way to talk about the community, the people that built the building, the people that went through its doors, the city, the history. So it's a really great jumping-off point to get a really good overview of the history of Salt Lake. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. And that plays so nicely into what we do. I know. Yes. Like, you can do all the work for us. <laughs> <laughs> We now have our own historian on on <laughs> temporary staff. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> so what got you into it? Um, I started off as an Instagram account, just posting. I had this idea that I would just find a demolished building, post it, and say, you know, oh, this was the hospital. It was built here and demolished here. And that was basically what I was just to tell people about buildings. But then I started realizing there's a lot of stories, and then there's more stories, and it became more than what I wanted to do in an Instagram post. So I decided I would throw it all in a podcast and do half-hour episodes about some really cool stuff that's happened back in Utah that maybe you had never heard of before. That's way cool. Yeah, that is super cool. And especially important for those of us who moved to Utah like six years ago. We definitely don't know anything no. about the history. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'm telling you, I am learning. I grew up here, and I'm still, I learn things all the time. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I bet. That's awesome. Yeah, so thank you for having me on. Yeah, well, thank you for being here. Excited. Yeah, absolutely. We want to let everybody know about a couple uh, save the dates coming up. So we'll start uh, with October 15th. We are going to be having our first real ever public investigation yep. at Petite Meat Museum. In Payson. Yeah, in Payson, Utah. Yes, so my hometown. And it's a great place to investigate. And if you guys haven't been there, it used to be a school and is now a museum. And some people took dance there or still take dance there, actually. Well, I not Elisa. To. She used to. But I'm, yeah. a, I'm a wee bit old for that now. But. <laughs> You're never too old to dance. <laughs> well, yeah. She could pull out it her It just might look funny now. I might look a little bit jiggly. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can dance during the investigation. There you go. Entertainment. So yeah, that's going to be October 15th and you can you're going to be able to find tickets for that on Eventbrite. Come and uh, get some tickets and come hang out with us for that night. Yes, and we're only selling a limited number, so Yeah. Get in there and get yours. Exactly. Hey, you get to do two things there. You get to see a historically significant building yep. that has yes. been saved and hunt ghosts. Right. Exactly. exactly. It's a win-win. It is. 
Best Can't go wrong. Group. No, you cannot. <laughs> and then the second one to save is October 29th. Yes, we will be out at the great Benson Grist Mill. Uh, we're actually going to be doing uh, a uh, costume contest there as well. So it's a costume contest and paranormal investigation. Where else could you get to go, one, to a historic location and see lots of fun places, mm-hmm. two, investigate ghosts, and three, do it as Dracula? Or whatever other creature or whatever you want. Exactly. <laughs> and dress up. I don't want 40 Draculas there. I mean, <laughs> you know. That could be fun. I don't know. The vampire ghost hunt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not the route we were going. But anyways, bring your best costume. Uh, we will be, there will be prizes for first, second, and third place. We will also have some door prizes. Yep. Uh, a couple games. Some light refreshments. Yes. And of course, ghosts. Ghosts. Yes. The best part. Got goodies and everything. So exactly. it's going to be fun. And it, just in case it gets cold, just so you guys know, we are going to have heaters. So there will be a place to get warm. Yeah, those big porch heaters, those yep. tall ones. So. And we will be serving hot cocoa and hot cider as well. Yes. Candy, snacks. Yeah. All fun, the good fun stuff. Fun good stuff. Nice. All the good stuff. So definitely uh, that will be on Eventbrite. So please, everybody, come and, and join us and have some good times. Yes. Get your tickets while they last. Now on to the fun part. Yes. What are we talking about today? We are going to be talk about probably the place that most people don't always know about here in Utah. I didn't. No. no. I didn't know either. <laughs> and while it once was a massive, huge uh, military installation, it has now been relegated to a single building. Pretty Which much. is so sad because there was so many of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to believe they could get down to just one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and if you guys don't know yet, we're going to be talking about Camp Floyd. Yeah. So why don't you lead us off, Wendy? What you got? All right. So Camp Floyd go back to i always seem to find on my episodes i always seem to start with all right now remember brigham young showed up in, in 1847 but i am gonna do that on this one so brigham young showed up <laughs> in 1847 <laughs> <laughs> and um a couple of years later you know they tried to get statehood mm-hmm. didn't get it so instead they got territorial they were awarded territorial status in 1850 soon the federal uh, officers began to realize that brigham young had just a bit too much power and they didn't like that. So they sent a guy named Judge Drummond and his mistress. Okay, they sent a guy with a mistress to a Mormon town. Well, they don't want to send the wife because right? I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> so they send this guy, Judge Drummond, in 1856, and um, he is driven out of town. They drive him out. This makes him very mad. So he goes back to Washington, to President Buchanan, and starts telling him all of these stories about how there's all this uh this this lawlessness going on in utah and they're not true but he's mad right well president buchanan says we can't have that we're gonna pull brigham young from being governor but we should send some troops because brigham young might not like this transition so they send about 250 men to utah and they get stopped at the border by 5,000 of Mormon, <laughs> Mormon men, right? And they keep him there throughout the winter. I mean, these, these guys had a horrible winter in Wyoming. They lost oh, that's awful. a lot oh. of their food. They lost their livestock until finally there was a compromise made. And they were allowed to come into Utah. 
but they weren't allowed to be anywhere near Salt Lake. So they marched through the city and then out to what's now Fairfield, um, and that's where they established Camp Floyd. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know where Fairfield's at, if you if you look at Utah Lake, the tip of Utah Lake, and you go about 12 miles-ish north northwest uh, from there, you'll run into what's called Fairfield. It's a lot smaller than it today than it was back then. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you at one point in time, it was the third largest city in the state of Utah. I have that on my history. Look at that. <laughs> so uh, they all get here, right? And then they realize there is no lawlessness. There is, there's just people trying to live and survive and do their thing. So they don't leave. They set up camp. And at one point, like you said, it was between everyone living in the fort and then everyone living outside of the fort it was the third largest city in the state there was about 350 buildings i think the main street was like a mile long i mean this was a big town right people weren't too happy with the soldiers coming in because they brought debauchery with them right so gambling and fairfield was called frog town and there was a bunch of drinking and gambling and you know no one thought that that was a great idea so they didn't enjoy that but the camp was boring there was nothing for the soldiers to do so what else were they going to do but start drinking and gambling, right? Right. Yeah. But the bright side is that the soldiers brought economy. They Much did. needed economy mm-hmm. because um, they would they would buy stuff off of the Mormons, and then they would hire the Mormons out for, like, labor and stuff. So they actually, like, were helping the economy move forward. Well, they were. The, the part that's actually kind of crazy, right, is that summer— was one of the worst summers that they ever had here in Utah. And there was crop loss, famine. Like, the state was actually ready to collapse. Yeah. And so now all these guys come in, and they start doing business with with the Mormons here. And they're like, it was actually their saving grace. Right. Yep. Right. Yeah, they they helped make it through. So in 1861, the camp was ordered to... Pack up and move out. So, okay. Give you guys a chance to answer a history question. What happened in 1861 that would cause all the men to leave Utah? Civil War. Well, I was going to say the Revolutionary War, but I'm pretty sure that was a little too early. (laughs) (laughs) Just a smidge. (laughs) hundred years. You know, give or take. (laughs) Yes. So the Civil War. Mm -hmm. So they rounded up all the troops and they all went back east to fight in the Civil War. And that left all these buildings. So people went in and just took down all the the bricks from the buildings, all the adobe, took them away and built other stuff with them. And soon there was no site left of the camp anymore because they they sold off parts of the camp for homesteaders. And then what was left just kind of, you know, fell away to time. And today, like you said, the only thing that's left of the camp is the commissary, commissary yep. mm-hmm. which is where the museum is, and the cemetery. Yes. So the commissary was actually sold at auction, and a family bought it and used it as their home. Oh, no way. Yeah. So that, that place is tiny. Yeah. yeah. So they used it as their home, and then now it is the museum. But yeah. Oh, wow. I never knew that. Do you know the name of the family that owned it? By chance? I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember that either. I did read that. That's Hold so on. Cool. Let me let me see if I can find it. It was sold to the Beardshaw family. 
And it says, so they got it in auction at, in 1861 when the army was recalled to the Civil War, and the building was relocated to its current site where the family used it as their home. Oh, that's crazy. Because okay, so it, was, it wasn't actually mm-hmm. ever really there. It no, got moved, it got moved there. there. That's not surprising. No. no. They, yeah. So across the street from the commissary is the Stagecoach Inn. Yes. That started off as just a gentleman's house. And when they were building the road through Utah to California, the, the guy who lived there remodeled it to make it the Stagecoach Inn. And it was a stop on the Overland Stagecoach. Yeah, that was George Carson. That's right, the Carson house. Yes. And he actually was him, his family, uh, his sons, and two other people, I cannot remember their names. Um, they were the founders of Fairfield. They oh, actually they founded it. They founded the city. So they actually they're the first pioneers who actually moved to Fairfield. And so when they got there, the point where now where that stagecoach in was, they actually built a fort. And so they had the wood uh, uh, barricade up around it, and that's where they all lived until it became uh, Camp Floyd. Camp Floyd. And then they took it down, and he he built his house and became the, you know, the the stagecoach in that it is today. Yeah, and it was also a stop on the Pony Express. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. For a time. For a time, and it stayed even after the fort was gone. It stayed a post. And it stayed a it stayed a post because they had some, they had one of the only key, sets of keys to those bags on the Pony Express. <laughs> wow. So um, so the camp itself, because Buchanan set all these men right, and to quell this whole uprising, and nothing happened, it became known as Buchanan's blunder, <laughs> and it ended up costing. Uh the government millions of dollars for them to come out to Utah for nothing. Yeah. So yeah. I've got about when I was doing my research, it was like four million dollars. Wow. Yes. Which is eighteen sixties so, money. That's a so for what for inflation that's what? Who knows? I don't even know. A hundred probably a billion dollars today. So the four million dollars um from was in supplies. Oh, that's right. So when the soldiers left, they had all the stuff. And they had to sell it. And they had to sell it because they couldn't all take with them. And yeah, it was about $4 million in supplies that the Mormons were that's able to right. buy for about $100,000. Oh, my gosh. Which, yeah. So pennies on the pennies. Pe- pennies mm-hmm. on the dollar. So I, I bet if you look at it now, the money, $4 million uh, due to inflation from 1861 to today, would be probably close to a billion dollars. Ridiculous, right? That is Absolutely crazy. ridiculous. So just think of all the money that the government all spent. Of, all because of. Well, and also, though, I think the president at the time also was like, hmm, this is going to make distraction from what's actually going on right now. With the slavery and the Civil War starting and, you know, getting all that going. And I'm sure it was like, this is perfect. This is going to be a great distraction Yeah. from what's going on in the South. So I wonder if that was a huge part in like, oh, you saying there's, there's an opportunity for this to Could kind of be put on the back burner? Then, okay, we're going to take it. Right. Yeah. Kind of well, what goes on today still. Yeah, a little bit, right? <laughs> Distractions, <laughs> government misspend. Right. Don't right. look over here. Don't don't look over here while I just don't blunder this. Don't look at the this. real problem. Yeah, That's... don't look at the man behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> look at this over here, shiny. <laughs> um, one interesting thing. There's one interesting thing about Camp Floyd. Um, so those of you who 
uh, know about the Mountain Meadow Massacre. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about that on our Anson Call episode. There were four survivors, I believe it was four survivors of the Mountain Meadow Massacre. They were all children. As they were taken, when they were taken away from the site and they were brought, and they were you know, brought elsewhere, they actually were brought to Camp Floyd before they were just before they were taken out. Oh wow! Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. that's huh. interesting. So there's that there's that little bit of uh, ominous history associated to Camp Floyd. Oh, right, yeah. just another layer. Yeah, to just another layer to the to the craziness that is right. that area. Yeah. So um, the Stagecoach Inn operated until 1947, and um, it was. It kind of fell into disrepair after that but in the 60s it was restored and reopened as a state park and the same for the schoolhouse the fairfield school district house that was also restored and added to the park so fun fact <laughs> i already said this before but um that the person who designed the schoolhouse was the same one that designed petite neat in payson that's that so we're cool. going to go investigate. Which you can kind of see, actually. You can. Mm -hmm. They look very, very similar. It's just a much smaller scale. Yeah. Because the one in Fairfield is just a big single room. I mean, you you walk through the doors, and it's just that skinny little open hallway. Yeah. Right? That you have the doors that on either side, or the yep. door frames that on either side that you can walk into this just big open room. Yeah. Like the big well, square room. Yes. Right. Big. But Patini is, I mean, three stories. Right. right. Yeah. So the, the Fairfield Schoolhouse actually had uh, a gymnasium attached to it that was uh, fell apart and was demolished off of it. So at one point it was a Much, little bit bigger. bigger. Mm -hmm. But yeah, now it's back to the way it looked. I would like to have seen it back then. I would have right? too. Right. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah, it was built in what, 1889? I have I, that. 96? 1898. Oh, no. oh, I was off. We're all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Which so it was built to replace an old Adobe schoolhouse. They just needed a bigger one. Well, here's what's crazy, though, is that so when the, the original schoolhouse was there, right, that's back when Camp Floyd was itself. And it had a population of 7,000 people, and 3,000 of those were soldiers. Mm -hmm. So the 4,000 civilian population around this camp, there had to have been more kids there to use a tiny one-room schoolhouse. I thought that, too. Yeah. But do you know how many kids I, were there? I did not. I did not find, like, that information on how many kids would have gone through there. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think that, right? Well, I wonder if they did it, like, um, how, okay, this time this section of kids are going to come, and then at this time, the next section of kids are going to come to make oh, it more yeah. useful. Yeah. Kind of like in kindergarten these days where you have the morning Here's class and the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, well it, it only it only served until, like, 1937. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and then they built a bigger one. So right. maybe it was um, too small to begin with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's I bet they possible. very much unexpected underestimated underestimated I was yeah like, under what <laughs> <laughs> but you know the carson family had nine kids they had a ton of kids so not just one family that founded the area so you got to figure like they had to have been having more well and i also more kids right and i also wonder how many people actually had their kids going to school right versus working on, working the, farm on the farm and, and yeah so who knows? Yeah. yeah. So 
So what other structures do we got? So we also, let's stay with the schoolhouse just for a minute. After it was shut down as a school, it was used for community and religious purposes until the 60s. And then, like I said, it was fell into disrepair, was restored and added to it. But I did a little digging and I tried to find like if there were any deaths or anything associated with the schoolhouse. And what I found was that they actually used the schoolhouse for funerals. Oh, wow. Oh, really? And I found one that was interesting. So cousins Reba McKinney and Nora Carson, they died one day apart. Uh, Reba on December 8th and Nora on December 9th, both 19, in 1922 of heart trouble was what the obituary said. Uh, Reba was seven and Nora was ten. Their double funeral was held in the schoolhouse. Oh, sad. I found that interesting because there are reports of a young girl in the schoolhouse. So, didn't did you ever pick up Nora's middle name? No. Okay. Um, I'm just curious. I I mean I, I I may have, but I didn't write it down. Okay. But because we got some. We'll we'll, we'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> That's yeah. why I noted that because I thought that's kind of interesting. And, you know, I mean, we know as paranormal investigators that just because there was a funeral there doesn't mean, doesn't it's, mean you know, this yeah. is Nora's ghost. Right. You know? right. Exactly. <laughs> but well, it's one of those things that, that makes you think about the makes connection. Makes you like, hmm, maybe, maybe that could possibly be connected. Right. Yeah. You like, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, that, and that's always like, that's always part of it. Right. But the other thing, too, we always think of, too, is that someone has to die there. And that's right. not necessarily no. true. Uh-uh. No. Ghosts roam. They do. They do. <laughs> they they absolutely do. See, and that's what surprises me is why do people think that they're stuck in one spot be- sometimes? Because we roam. Right. I right. mean, we still walk in around and go places and we don't stick around in one spot. Why would that change? Right. Except for in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, most of us just kind of hovered in one spot. Can you imagine if we were stuck into a haunted house? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, for us, that would be pretty That'd dang be awesome. That'd be pretty cool. Right. <laughs> but for everybody else, they'd probably be freaking out. <laughs> All right. So the other place is the cemetery. I don't know if you want to go into that now yeah, or save that a little bit Let's go into later. that. All right. So, the cemetery is a big hot mess. Yep, it is. And it, and it's it, a super mess. It was a super mess. So um, nobody really knows how many people are buried in and around the cemetery. And who they are. And and who they are, right. Exactly, yeah. So it was thought that there were 84 people buried in and around the cemetery, right? Um, the original wooden headstones were burnt down in a, they believe it. they were burned down in a wildfire in like the early 1900s. So... And then the documentation mm-hmm. is long gone as well. Trashed. Yeah, so n- no idea. Around the 60s, the American Legion, believing that there were 84 people buried there, they put up evenly spaced headstones in the cemetery to make it look like your traditional cemetery, right? And they were just placed willy-nilly. <laughs> they were just placed around to make it look like it was a cemetery. And they were put there just to commemorate the people that they believe were buried there. Now, the people may or may not have been buried there. Um, it was basically just a guessing game. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and when researchers finally got in to do the research, they found that the majority of the people that were attributed to being buried there had nothing to do with Camp Floyd. We're never even in Utah <laughs> oh, and geez. died somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so, hot mess. 
Hot mess. Hot mess. So finally, in 2009, they brought out ground-penetrating radar, and they found 35 burials in the cemetery proper. Um, and then a guy named Curtis Allen did his own research, and he found actual names of people who were buried there. So in 2011, the markers from the 60s were all taken down, and stones were placed on the 30, the 35 burial sites that they found. They just placed stones that said unknown. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they don't to, know who's who. Because they don't know who's who, but they wanted to say we did find graves here or right. here. And they're kind of sporadically placed. They're very they sporadically are. They placed. They are not in any straight line. Oh, or no. 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 And then there is a marker that is outside of the cemetery that lists the names of those who, that through the research, they do believe were buried there. Yeah. But again, I mean, not absolutely certain. But we know that there are more there because farmers have actually uncovered mm -hmm. human remains and tilling up their lands. Nearby. That, nearby. Oh, wow. Right. So much bigger than what yeah. they think. Yeah. yeah. And part of the reason why they don't know, I mean, some of this stuff, uh, obviously the records were junk back then. But the other thing, too, is some of these people that are listed as potential burials in the cemetery actually died before the fort was built or, or died during the building of the fort. And so, like, the cemetery wasn't actually there. I mean, they just started burying people in a field, essentially. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and the cool, the, the interesting thing about the cemetery is there's 33 single graves. And one double. Yep, one double grave, yep. Which we've always wondered when we've gone there, like, why, why, why they put two people in the same hole? Like, the, the place is huge. I know, and there's plenty of extra space. Exactly. That is kind of odd. Yeah. Now, I know um, in some cities and some areas that double burials and even triple burials is a common place because they've run out of room. Right, they, or they didn't know that there's someone who was buried there, and when they were digging mm. it up, they saw it and said, oh, well, we'll just add them to this grave anyway. I don't want to dig another one. So We've we'll already gone through the trouble. Throw just them on throw top. Throw them in there. Yep. yep. <laughs> so I always find this, I find the cemetery actually a very sad place. Because there are so many unknowns there, mm -hmm. it's, it's sad that you can't actually, you know, say goodbye to a loved one or anything like that. Or just be acknowledged, right? You think of all the people that are left unacknowledged. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But even when you just go there, you just feel... It's What's the energy? Yeah. yeah, it's like a heavy you, sadness. It's you kind it. of really... Kind uh, of presses down on you. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's, it's definitely different than other cemeteries I've been in. Normally, I'll go into a cemetery, and I'm like, oh, this is my happy place. <laughs> you right? know? I it's agree. just so calm and peaceful, yep. and, like, that's where I used to go on walks with my babies when I was young. When I was young. <laughs> anyway. You're still young. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Twelve years ago. And um, now, but you walk into this one, and it just feels kind of pressing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, I, I love cemeteries, too, but I could not spend too much time in this one. I actually had, like, a really, like, a visceral reaction <laughs> to being yeah. in there that I had to leave. Yeah, which happens sometimes when you just get that overwhelming feeling. But, yeah, it was just kind of a – it's a great place to go see and go visit and kind of experience and very solemn. Yeah, right. very solemn. Interesting enough, so there's on that plaque they list people that have died. Uh -huh. They also list how they died. Oh, that's right. I forgot about yeah. that. Which is so yes. interesting it's to me. It's yeah. super interesting. So here's a couple things to to look at. Like there's other things like someone died of pneumonia, right? Which is which you would expect. 
Um, there were someone, he lost at Oregon Trail. I'm gonna, I know it's a bad joke. <laughs> but the guy died of dysentery. <laughs> so, it, so it's a real thing, people. People did die of dysentery. <laughs> but there's two things that actually are a little surprising. There are several murdered victims. Mm-hmm. And the one that I think is the saddest is there are several suicides. Oh, yeah. Wow. When uh, you wonder, I mean, think about it. Back then, they didn't have medication to help you. Right. That they stuff. And if you're doing military and you're seeing things that you wish you never saw and experienced things that you didn't want to experience, traumatizing, like, like right. Utah, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Well, the, We're awesome. But think about this. I mean, think about it from this avenue, right? They go from. I mean, these are the armies of the East, right? The the, the colonial armies, and so they're mm-hmm. coming from D.C., Philadelphia, like places that are populated. Like there's stuff to do, right? Mm-hmm. And where do you get sent? Not Salt Lake City, because there had been stuff to do in Salt Lake City. No, mm-hmm. you get sent 40 miles west of Salt Lake City into what? Desert Valley. <laughs> Desert Valley. What do you got to do? Nothing. Nothing. Right. So you can drink, you can smoke. There was a lot of uh, debauchery uh, of going on in those areas, right? Of course. But those are all very unfulfilling things. Mm-hmm. And so now you have isolation and drug abuse or alcohol abuse and other things and it, it becomes a very lonely and sad scenario. And you're away sure. from family. And yeah. Well, yeah. And you're dealing with like extreme heat in the summer, extreme cold in the winter. Mm-hmm. There's dust everywhere. A lot of the buildings did not have floors. They were just dirt floors. Yeah. It's not insulated. Not like in- how yeah. they are now. So, yeah, I can oh, imagine. I can, yeah. Horrible place to or be. Or if yeah. you do have dysentery and <laughs> right. to yeah. the point where you don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> right but yeah it's such a if you guys have if, for the, our listeners if you have never been out there i highly recommend going out to camp floyd and and seeing the cemetery and, the, and those pieces there's a if you go into the commissary there's a wonderful video you can watch and sit down and watch and it talks about the great mormon rebellion and it talks about camp floyd and it's actually a very good educational like 30 minute video and you can just watch it for for free and they do reenactments out there every so often as well they mm-hmm. do which I want to catch. I want to catch some guys. I do too. Uh, I've, I've actually, lighting off cannons and I've and actually caught reenactors out there and, t- and chatted with them for a while. It was really fun. Oh, that's oh. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, yeah, that's a little bit of the history of, of Camp Floyd and the cemetery and the surrounding area of Fairfield. But now let's get into the fun part. Oh, yeah. So, Ghosts. W- exactly. So, we got the, the pleasure of going out there with our friends from uh, Broken Wings Paranormal, investigated back in, well, Back earlier this year. We'll just go that. It wasn't that long ago. Come on. That was March or it was April. March. Was it March? It was March. Yeah, it was March. Okay. Longer yeah. than I thought. Yeah, it was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. And so we, and we had an absolutely wonderful time. We did. I think we'll start off and we'll start off in the schoolhouse. Yeah. So we started there and uh, we were trying to set up. We were kind of all sitting up in the front, right? And legit, I push record, and within 47 seconds, I get a amazing EVP. You do? I do. <laughs> do tell. No. <laughs> do you want to listen? Yes. Okay, here we go. Okay, just set this up real quick. Okay, so you hear it. What it is, is 
I think what it is, once we entered that room, they were like, Daniel, run. Yeah. And then you hear a kid go, okay, afterwards. So let's hear it one more time. Just set this up real quick. So I think it's them. I think it's this male adult telling this child to run because we're coming into the room and setting up. But yeah, it was very awesome start to it. And the funny thing is, is I didn't even notice it because we were going around and setting everything up so quick. Right. Right. In my head, what I see when I listen to this is I see a kid just standing there, like looking up at us as we're walking in and just staring at us setting up. And the adult's like, Daniel, run. And he's like, (laughs) Huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Why do I have to go? Yeah. This is interesting. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Then right after that, I moved in to the back of the room. And I've got my recorder in the back. And they're up in the front. And they're um, doing, I, what was it? The What equipment were you setting up? The Flux 2. The Flux, yeah. yeah. We had some issues with it that night. so Yeah, it was really strange. Just acting odd. Yeah. Well, it just instantly started making work noises and not weird doing, patterns. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I think your sensor stopped working. It, it, it was throwing some fits at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, so I got the dowsing rods out and I, cause I was sensing like a female, right? And I was like, is your name Emily? And crossed it for yes. So what we do is with the dowsing rods, we have them cross them for yes or spread them apart for no. And I got cross for yes. And then I asked her to tap the rods together for how old she was. And she said 10. And then I said, um, okay, tap them and let us know how many spirits are in the room. And she said seven. And that that four of them were soldiers and three were kids. And that she had... A twin sister there. Yep. So we heard multiple little kid voices. Yeah. And Jamie started hearing marching. marching. I didn't hear the marching. I didn't hear it either. Like it was outside, and I would hear it off and on the -hmm. whole time we were in the schoolhouse. It wasn't constant. It was just like sporadic. Yeah, but it... It was like regimented marching of many feet, many booted feet. Yeah. Wow, you wonder if that's like residual coming through. I I believe if anything, it is very that's much interesting. Residual. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I had my ovulus on too, and when I went back and checked the logs, and I didn't catch it at the time, but when I went and looked back at the logs of the ovulus and what words it had spit out, it had spit out marching. Yeah. Oh wow, at that's one point. Interesting. Yeah. That's really kind of cool. corroborates what I was hearing that night. So. And I even did go outside too because yeah. mm-hmm. I mean just Fairf- to make sure Fairfield is an inhabited city. I mean, and there are houses around it. Yeah. There are. They're yeah. not super close, but they're no. around it. Yeah. But they're close enough to the schoolhouse that, that you, you could, could have some interference. Sure. Or at least, yeah. You know, living people doing their thing. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And you know, maybe someone's watching. I don't know. Let's say Save a Private Ryan. I was going to say that. That's too. not the movie I was thinking. That's not the movie. Um, Full Metal Jacket. Like, I doubtful, but I mean, there's lots of marching in Full Metal Jacket, right. and so they were playing it. it obscenely loud <laughs> it'd have to be right but you know i mean there's always the possibility of course um, well and we were hearing kids and so mm-hmm. you did also go out there to check to see if there were any kids out running around or playing it was really late yeah it was already dark outside but you never know but you just right. never know i mean yeah. you're kind of out in the middle of nowhere right yeah kids exactly. are kids are probably fine running but, around and 
but that's just good investigation. You know what yeah. I mean? To like cover your bases and check it out. Well, because you want to debunk it. You right. don't want to be like, oh, everything's a ghost. Right. Like, right. That is just not how we run. So you did go out there and do that, but there was nothing outside. So no. for a cow. Yeah. But the cow's not going <laughs> to. We didn't even hear it move. No, like, <laughs> we did not. So there wasn't really anything out there. And it had been getting a little quiet in the schoolhouse for a little bit. Josh, you were like, for there being seven of you in here, it sure is quiet. Yeah. And then five seconds after that, we get just a little knock. It's really quiet. Um, so I don't think we're going to play it, but it's just really quiet. But we did get a knock right after that. And for us, I think it was louder than it was. Yeah. It was definitely audible in the room that you could hear someone yes. knock. But from my recorder, it was too far away that it it didn't sound super loud but you could still hear it. Yeah, and I picked it up on my, I picked that up on on my recorder as well, but it's still a very quiet yeah. knock. Yeah, and it was in the hallway. And we did get some footsteps that we would hear. I only got an EVP with one single footstep. <laughs> so, not grand enough to play, but also in the hall. And so I got my butt up and I went to the hall and I sat down in a pile of bugs and it was so disgusting. (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) Oh, so gross. You didn't sit there long. (laughs) No, I got up real quick. And then I went over, grabbed a chair, sat down and started doing some EVP work and stuff because for me, I'm like, all right, if there's a ghost to be heard, I want to be where they're at Mm -hmm. and try to get that stuff. We heard you had footsteps in front of you, Josh. Yep. Yeah, there was. I heard them, and the digital recorder picked them up too. But it was again. It was like just two. It was boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then you, we heard a man's voice that um, Josh says like switch, switch, <laughs> and then yeah. we hear this man's voice. Switch. Play it one more time. It's right after you say switch, switch. Switch, switch. Yeah, you can't make out what it's saying. But I you mean, can definitely hear it. It's a male voice. Oh, yeah. 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 But, yeah. Yeah. To me, it sounds a little bit like pain. Or bang or, or yeah, or hang or. Yeah. Some something the, similar to that. Yeah. A-I-N-A-N. But enough yeah. to seem like a response to what you were saying. Well, I was act so for those of you who followed Simpsons, uh, the Switch Witch <laughs> is <laughs> I know. No, yeah. go ahead. It's uh it's a witch that takes all your candy and gives you healthy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nasty trick. All right. Yep. <laughs> so then later, um, we're all sitting there in the silence. And we hear this. Was that one of you guys? Mm-hmm. What'd you hear? Like, okay. a, like a zipper. Yeah, so, I mean, I obviously sound half dead and I'm asleep. <laughs> like, I'm tired. <laughs> we're just sitting there. Because, yeah. like, after you sit there, it can kind of get a little bit boring, yeah. you know? And it was so Quiet. It was so well, quiet. And a lot of times that's the reality of paranormal investigation. It yes. is. Right. It is. And 
sometimes you're going to get stuff that you didn't know you're going to get. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so yeah, we heard this zipper, but it was odd because they didn't have zippers. Right. Back then. Well, and I didn't, was I wasn't wearing anything that was zipper. None of us were moving. We were yeah, like. We were all stationary. And yeah. Yeah. And I did, I mean, I had our backpack. Yeah, but you weren't even in it. It was no. a couple chairs down from where you were even sitting. Yeah, it was just sitting on the floor. Yeah. So I don't know where that zipper sound came from, but nobody was around us. It was just us three in that building. Mm-hmm. Zip. And a little <laughs> zip. Yep. Yeah. And we'll play it again one more time for you guys. Was that one of you guys? It's so cool. Yeah. Like, could that be anything else other than a zipper? I mean, it sounds like a zipper to me. But yeah. I have no idea what else. If that's not a zipper <laughs> and know. it's something normal, like like what? <laughs> that's a good. That's a very good question because this is an old school house, one room schoolhouse. It's got four blackboards, about forty chairs, mm-hmm. uh, desks. desks in it, yeah. and maybe uh, a dozen folding chairs around it. Like, there's just nothing in there. That's about it. The only yeah. other thing I can think of is, like, a jacket, like, when you scratch your hands on a, oh, on a yes. jacket. Yeah. So that's the only other sound that makes sense to me. Yeah. yeah. But I had a sweater on. I had a T-shirt. Yeah. Hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, so we, we weren't e- We weren't even in anything. We didn't have much for zippers on, even. We uh-uh. were not zipper abundant. <laughs> in fact, no. We just worked. In fact, I had zero zippers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't us. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but one of the things at the very end, I, we're sitting there, and it's, like, again, it's pretty quiet. And I just start talking, and I'm so mad that I did. And I'm like it's pretty silent or like something like that. And as soon as I'm saying that we, I catch another EVP. I, it sounds like a female. I don't know. It's just kind of like a squeak, which sometimes you'll get, you'll get those really high pitched quiet little squeaks mm-hmm. and you can't make it out, but here's that one. It's like silent. There's like nothing. Yeah. It's, it's like just silent. under, yeah, it's just under that first word you uh-huh. say, and you hear it. It's real quick, but it's there. Play it one more time. It's like silent. There's like nothing. It's like, huh? Yep. Yeah. And there's a huh, and then a mm-hmm. huh. There's two of them. Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, there's a second one. It's about half a second after the first. And it's amazing how often that happens, though. Like, where you, you're you quiet for a while, and then you start talking, and then you get something underneath your voice. Right. Oh, Yeah there it's yeah. always so frustrating yeah. it is you're sitting in silence forever yeah, and then yeah. it's like they had all the time <laughs> no kidding why'd you wait till then yeah and i mean i had a personal experience in there too it was right after we got in there and we sat down right i got set up some equipment i sat down and then i get this hey over mm-hmm. my right shoulder which would have been to where the entranceway was yeah and then, and, it, and I didn't have a digital running at the time well that no we were just going in we were just going in i was just <laughs> getting stuff set up so it was like well, that was really cool, but okay, Kino. I mean, if we go investigate that place again, we got to push record before we enter that building, right? Right, because <laughs> it starts from the beginning. Exactly, record when you're on the outside. Well, the thing <laughs> yeah. is, when I carried it, when I used to carry a digital with me, I'd let it record the entire time mm-hmm. in between areas and everything. Yeah, I always did that. Just because we've gotten random mm-hmm. EVPs yeah. transitioning between so many rooms. times. Yeah. Well, you guys experienced a lot of stuff that. There are claims that, that are legit claims from a lot of other people. 
of women, and people sometimes attribute her to the school marm, mm. you know, I, whether that's true or not. Yeah. You know, I, I think yeah. it's easy. I think it's an right. easy, you know, oh, yeah. she must assumption. have been the school teacher, right? Yeah. And children, especially girls. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. And we did get an EVP, and I won't play it. Um, I might be able to get it up on social media after this, but so Elisa was, was asking what this gal's favorite class was. And she's mm-hmm. like, what's your favorite class? And then Lisa starts naming off classes. But we there's an EVP of a little of a girl, and she goes, Jim. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very and cool. To, and to know that there was a gymnasium that was attached to it. Yeah. That's no longer there. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. At one yeah. time, that was a bigger building than what it was. Yeah. Because yeah. I think I think we first found it. I, I was talking to Jamie about it, and she's like, "There's not even a gym there." Like how? Mm, Where did they have I didn't gym know. class? There was. <laughs> <laughs> right? Not now, but yeah. w- at one time, right? Yeah. yeah. But I don't. I didn't know that at the time. I didn't either. Mm-mm. So that's that's pretty fun. Yeah. And as it's so funny how, how investigation nights go, right? You can have one place that feels pretty dead and quiet, like the schoolhouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go to another place, and you have probably the funnest time the entire night (laughs) (laughs) it rocked i'm sorry it It was way fun and that for us was the commissary which is now the museum yeah so why don't you lead us off with that one jamie no that's okay i'm gonna let you tell it i'm just gonna sit here and laugh (laughs) so uh we set up in there we decided to do the estes method um that's one of my favorite ways to communicate I'm Mine really too. liking Legit it. Legit yeah. every time. Me yeah. too. Me too. That is. We've had some good stuff with that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's and amazing. The first place we ever tried it was Petite Neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was the one that did it. Uh-huh. Didn't work very well. No. The The next place we tried it. Benson. Uh, was Benson, yeah. And we used, and Elisa did it. Yeah. And now Elisa's our go-to Estes method person. Because <laughs> yeah. I think it's something that you have to practice because. I feel like the more that I do it, the more I can pick out voices, yeah. right? Other yeah. than the words, than the radio, yep. right? Yeah. Because, I mean, for those of you that don't know what that is, what it is is you are you have um, headphones on, like noise canceling headphones, and you're listening to the radio, and it's scanning really fast. I like to do the radios backwards, mm-hmm. um, scan the stations backwards. And when you're doing this, it's going fairly quickly. They're scanning the stations fairly quickly. And so you've got to really listen to voices that are not from the radio. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times, these voices will go through multiple radio stations. Yeah. And it's not just one. And it's that same voice that goes through those multiple radio stations where that is not even possible. That's right. And especially going backwards. Mm -hmm. And so we like to do that and see if as I'm listening to it or whomever has the headphones on, the other person that doesn't have headphones on is asking questions and having a uh, conversation. And then the person with the headphones on is just spitting out whatever they hear and they don't know if it's making sense or not because they can't hear that person asking questions and they don't know um, what to respond to. Yes. Sometimes there's silence, and sometimes you sometimes are... Sometimes it gets good. Right. You get full-on conversations that good, turn right. out like this one did. It, and it started, like, Elisa put on her headphones, and we didn't even start yet, like, asking questions, and it started. <laughs> oh, it was instant. Oh, That's cool. Explanative right yeah. out of the gate. The 
The was first like... thing, <laughs> the first thing a spirit ever says to us in that building is "f you." Yeah. <laughs> and it's yep. like, we're wow. in for it. We are in for it now. Oh, it's on. <laughs> yeah. And and here's the funny thing: we're not we're not provokers. Right? No, um, no, 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 no. We're no, just no. not. Um, but we do get ornery, and we do get spicy. <laughs> rarely. Um, rarely. Super rare. Oh, super rare. I honestly, rare. I think this is like one of the first times I've ever seen Jamie a bit spicy. Yeah. And <laughs> for whatever reason, Jamie took this as a personal challenge. Well, here, let's put a little background to this. Okay. So Jamie's diabetic mm-hmm. and she has a sensor. Yeah. That, a Dexcom uh-huh. sensor. Yeah. And it helps her with her insulin. Okay. So this sensor pad fell off right and you couldn't find it oh no i i thought it was gone yeah like the transmitter was gone and for you that's that's upsetting very upsetting yeah because you need that yeah you didn't know how long it had been gone for Mm -mm. and we were just sitting down and you're like oh crap now what this is gone and um didn't know where it was and so but i had put these I didn't even know because I had the headphones on. Yeah. I didn't know that this was going on at all. Nope. <laughs> and um, I'm just waiting for something to pop through. And that's when I got the FU. Mm-hmm. And and then Josh was like, are you a private? And Jamie's like, or are you a prick? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jamie had a response before that, though. I don't remember. I don't. I remember. just remember I had fun with yeah. it for whatever reason. So her response was, "Yeah, well, f you too." <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe it was. <laughs> and from there, it goes downhill. It was on. <laughs> so then um, Jamie goes, "Are you stuck?" And I said, "I guess I don't know." And she, and then I say, "What's on you?" And then I say, "It fell off." Oh, my gosh. That's insane. And Jamie goes, oh, that's my CGM sensor, your continual glucose monitor. Monitor. Yeah. And then I said, I forced it. So Jamie's like, you better not have. I needed that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then you're like, well, it was coming off earlier, so I don't even believe you. Yeah. Right? And then um, Josh is like, did you like visiting the prostitutes? <laughs> and Jamie's like, were you a prostitute? <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, yeah, it was funny. And then you and Josh, Jamie and Josh, start talking about um, how there were a lot of men that hung out there. Because um, it goes without saying, right? Because of the all the men, like the army that came. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, get over it. Oh, wow. Just just sassy. This person was just sassy. He was just sass. honoring. sassy. Just honoring. And um, Josh was like, I don't think they like women. And then Jamie's like, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said right after, I was like, eat an apple. <laughs> it was the weirdest. That was the weirdest, weirdest one I have ever I've had <laughs> doing an Essie's method. I feel like I should Google is eat an apple and insult. Right. In it was totally, it was from a male and this male said it very mean. Like, and I was like, I don't think I'd ever heard that word ever in a mean phrase. And she was like, well, you know what I want to do with that apple? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm going to take that and put it up your backside. <laughs> 
And and then it was funny because then a girl pops in during this Essie's method, and she says, um, "You've got this." Like she's backing Jamie up. Like, come yeah. on, Jamie. <laughs> it was so funny. And then Jamie's like, "Well, thanks for backing me up." And then it just gets quiet. And um, Josh is like, "Well, it's suddenly quiet in here." And Jamie's like, "It's because they have no power here." And then I said, "Oh, whatever." and so and then after that it just it kind of like ended it yeah after that and then i said uh a female came on and was like how many and then a male said 20 so and then it just stopped after that wow so i did hear like three voices coming through a female that was backing jamie up and then an older male that was causing all the ruckus mm-hmm. and then a younger male that had just piped in every once in a while that didn't really have any conversation in what we were talking about it was kind of like random stuff um this was just the stuff because there was other things that came through but this was just the stuff that made sense right yeah and but this was most of it yeah there you do have random spirits that will pop in and they'll start a whole nother conversation, but it wasn't anything that we were talking about. And sometimes you'll get them where they're talking to each other. Right. Yep. Which is super interesting. I've had, I've, I've had that experience that, that was really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I think how many 20, cause they were two different people right. yeah. talking to each other. You're talking for two different spirits. That's yeah. Yeah. So, which was quite interesting. It was, it was really cool. And it, I don't know if if uh, that particular thing was what was making you Josh feel uncomfortable. Remember that, and you had to, and you walked out. I left. Yeah, and it's yeah. possible. I don't know. It, there was something about that place at that time that maybe that I did not feel comfortable. Like I actually got made Jamie mad. She's like, "Sit down. You're pacing." <laughs> you and were I walking was. around a lot. Yeah, yeah. and I was, pacing. and I felt very unsettled and very just. I don't know. It, it wasn't bad or anything. It just felt very unsettled, like antsy. And so I, I did. I left I left the building, and I went out to the Coke machine, actually, which is on the side of the building. Yeah, and then when you came back in, because I had taken the um, headphones off doing the SE's method, I had taken them off. And, um, Josh, when you came back in, you, in my mind, for some reason, because it's dark, right? Yeah. I saw you as a different person, same, still you, but I saw you with like a comb over and <laughs> glasses. It's your future self. And, it's your dad. Oh no, it gets better. An ugly Christmas sweater. It was. <laughs> it was. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which this is the first time this has ever happened during one of our investigations yeah. where yeah. we've had someone get piggybacked yeah and it was but it was real quick right it was like you walked in a second i saw it for a split second and i blinked and it was gone right Mm -hmm. so we're like okay let's get out the rods let's see what we can find out and so jamie gets out the rods and i'm like all right let's i'm gonna describe you tell me if i'm wrong or if i'm right and so i describe what i saw on josh and um i got everything was yes so i got um if there was a man that died in his because comb over 70s yep you know that's what i was thinking and we got yes 
And but the thing is, as soon as you got up the rods, they were going crazy. Yeah. You remember that? And they mm-hmm. were you're like, oh, they feel heavy. And they were just it felt like somebody was actually pushing down on them. Yeah. Yeah. And they were just going nuts. And you're like, hold still. You yeah. know, <laughs> and I'm like, do brown hair? Yes. Side part. Yes. Mustache. Yes. Glasses. Yes. I mean, and this is also the very typical 70s looking person. Yeah. Right. But that mm-hmm. this I'm just saying what I saw. And then I said Christmas sweater. Yes. And and I was like, why is he wearing a Christmas sweater? I'm like, that's like super odd because this is not the time for Christmas, right? No, we're, we're in springtime. Right. I was like, did you die during Christmas time? You know, and it said yes. And and then there was a family that was watching, that lived close by, that was watching a big, huge screen TV. It was when, actually the house next door. Yeah. yeah. And they had their, their blinds open so you could see their TV in the living room. And so like instantly that came in my mind and I was like, are you related to anybody that lives around here? And he said, yes. And I think Josh, you were like, is it the family next door? Yep. And it was like, yes. And we asked if there was anything that he needed or anything like that. And then we helped him move on. Yeah. But that was quite interesting. It really was. Because I think what it was is that he probably saw us walking because we walked to the school. And we walked right by that house Mm -hmm. twice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I wonder if he, because we walked past it going to the school, walked past it going back over to the museum. And so I wonder if he was like, oh, okay, here's, I'm going to hitchhike off this again. And as soon as Josh comes out, he's like, perfect opportunity to go and walk in with them. Yep. And start this. And so definitely had nothing to do with the museum, but helped someone that was in need of help mm-hmm. that's and it's really cool and yeah. it really isn't the first time that spirits have sought us mm-hmm. out for help oh no uh-uh. they know when you're coming and they also will talk to the other spirits mm-hmm. and so the other spirits could have possibly said you know hey hey what's going on with those people oh they're here to investigate us and so this gentleman was like those are the people i need it's my opportunity yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and we and we've found that. I mean, we've we've had instances where spirits have sought us mm-hmm. out just to be able to move on, right. even here mm-hmm. at home. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, totally. So, and that pretty much rounded out our investigation of the the museum. I mean, we did go into the carriage house afterwards. We just didn't have a a good investigation time in there for the most part. Yeah, it it got interrupted a little bit. You know, quite we, a bit. It was it was hard because there is no insulation, mm-hmm. so we were hearing a lot outside. Yeah, which was hard. We were hearing like beeping of of cars and people talking and and you know when you do go investigate and you're with your friends and stuff, you're going to be loud sometimes. Yeah, yep. You know, and you're going to talk and and you kind of forget that other people are investigating in close. Right. spaces mm-hmm. and close by i mean i have been guilty of it before oh we've we all, all have been guilty. i've had yeah. i've had i've been told to shut up before yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> right yeah. yeah you're interfering with our investigation yeah. shut up <laughs> got it way to be blunt yes um so but that's what we were getting and we didn't even ha- we didn't really have a ton of time we did get some pretty cool like rem production though we did so the stagecoach area it's kind of it's it feels like two separate buildings really kind of conjoined into one because there's this parlor area on on the downstairs um, area 
But really, the only way to get to the parlor area is to go through all the sleeping quarters and the, the house, the main house, this deck, and then into the sleeping areas where the, uh, the inn was. And then you got to go down these stairs. So we were up where the sleeping area was. That area has kind of got an interesting hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. It Bullet sure does. Hole in the wall. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Somebody was... Cleaning. Cleaning their gun. Mm-hmm. Again, people, if you've never owned a gun, that's Okay. Uh, but for those of us who've owned guns or been trained in the military the first thing they teach you to do before you clean your gun is to unload it yeah (laughs) yes so this guy didn't unload his gun and it discharged inside a hotel terrifying Mm -hmm. yeah and it goes through a wall into another person's room where there was someone in the room that he had just laid down Oh, lucky. Thank goodness. Yeah. Just laid down and it goes zipping right past Been him. investigating his ghost. Right. right. Whose pants needed to be changed that night? I right. bet it was both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. So we're sitting up there and we're uh, kind of doing an EVP session, right? And down in the parlor, there's a REM pod sitting on the organ. really old organ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a beautiful. It's like a gothic looking. It's one of those pedal ones. Oh, it was so cool looking. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a neat thing, right? My grandparents have one of those in their house. They do. I love it. And this is kind of the place where people would hang out and, you know, play games or sing or whatever. This is kind of the, I mean, this is party central for the 1800s. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to go anywhere, that's where you're going to go for entertainment. Right? Exactly. Right. Stagecoach in. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> play the piano. And yep. some cards. checkers. It checkers. <laughs> um, and so we're up there and then the rent pond goes off down in the ba- and downstairs. And we're like, hey, if you want us to come down, do that again. And it goes off immediately. Just Well, yeah. And then you ask it, okay, well, if that was really you, do it twice really fast. Yeah. So then all of a sudden the rampod goes. It did. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And so we went up going downstairs. And of, of course, I mean, this is how investigations go, right? Yep. They draw us downstairs. We're downstairs. And then Nothing. quiet. That's typical. Yeah. Yep. Well, then Jamie starts hearing some female voices upstairs. Mm-hmm. So then she heads upstairs. Yeah. And you started hearing something on the bed. Do you remember that? Creaking. Hmm. Yeah, like but the, somebody somebody getting on the bed. Getting on the bed. But the one the one room has like the ropes stretched across it, but no mattress. Mm-hmm. On the bed, yeah. Yeah. So it was almost like just the residual sounds. Right. Like I, I watched the bed, nothing was moving. Nothing. Yeah. But I was hearing as if somebody was getting on the bed. So, yeah. yeah, it's such a neat experience. Yeah, right. That was pretty cool. So yeah, that, I mean that was our uh, our investigation there. But Wendy, you've you've had experiences yeah. at Camp Floyd. I have. I investigated out there 2014, 2013, oh, so, 2013. Okay. A while ago, yeah. So quite a while ago, yeah. Um, my niece thought it would be fun. So I didn't have any of my equipment with me. I just kind of took her just to. To have some fun, but we did have our digital recorder. In the schoolhouse, there were some people that had a flashlight. We were doing the flashlight technique. Mm-hmm. So um, if you don't know what the flashlight technique is, is that you take a flashlight and you unscrew it from the light bulb so that if you tap on it, it turns on um, and it can turn back off. It's a communication, right? We only had one, which kind of sucks because you want to. Yeah, you, you want, want to. a yes or a no, but mm-hmm. we only yeah. had one. And um, we ended up talking with a little girl in 
she was, you know, are you a little girl? The flashlight would come on. Thank you. Turn it off. How old are you? And I seem to recall she was that. Ten? That ish. That ish age. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She wasn't young and she wasn't a, a teenager. So. Yeah. Um, and that was about it with her. Just those two things. But it just goes to like, again, it's like validates, guys, validates uh-huh. what a lot of people have out there. But I think the best one was in the stagecoach. So, you know, it was a Pony Express stopover. And I walked in to a few people, again, doing the flashlight technique. And so I'm like, hey, who are you guys talking to? They're like, we're talking to a Pony Express rider. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I said, so I, I said, do you see other Pony Express riders come through? And the flashlight turned on to say yes. Cool. So apparently there's still Pony Express riders running through. And one of the guys we were with said, do you like your whiskey? But you like to drink. And just in conversation, I responded to him. I said, actually, no, the Pony Express riders could not drink alcohol. Like, that was part of the contract. They had to be sharp. And the flashlight, like, bam, right on. And I was like, I was like, okay, turn it off. I said, turn it back on if I'm right. Bam, right back on. How cool is that? (laughs) And I was like, awesome. I said, so are you still, you still delivering mail? And the flashlight came back on, yes. And I said, all right, next time you're out, have a safe trip and return back safely. That's really cool. It was really cool. Is he delivering ghost mail? Like, I know. What is he delivering? And that's what I wonder. Are they still in this, you know, this is where you'd run into those deeper thoughts with right. paranormal, right? With ghosts. Oh, yeah. Are they still doing their thing? Yeah. At the same time, we're doing our thing. And what does that look like? Right. And then, okay, so during our investigation, when we were in the schoolhouse, Josh asked a very good question. Um, he asked, do um, spirits see residual spirits oh yeah i, mm-hmm. I did well, that's ask that a question fantastic question yeah and so it makes me wonder because i mean we've come across so many residual and we've come across mm-hmm. so many intelligent spirits yeah. and so it does beg the question do they see each other well obviously residual they're not going to notice or but do the intelligent ones but do see the, the intelligent yeah. ones yeah. do they see the residual yeah and would you be freaked out by it because i mean if you think about it right is it residual is just playing a loop back over and, and forth over right? again. same thing yeah. happening so imagine sitting there right and then watching this dude walk the hallway in this continuous loop all the time mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Oh. it would be creepy to watch what that. if you saw yourself oh my goodness so have Okay, that, that's a that's a whole other story. But there are stories. <laughs> yeah. There are stories of people seeing themselves mm-hmm. in yeah. the same room that they're in, but themselves does, doesn't acknowledge. They just do something and then leave. Like yes, doppelganger style. Yeah, yeah. 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 right. But imagine though being an intelligent haunt, witnessing your residual haunts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I know, right? <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> But I, yeah, I thought it was really interesting that you know he said he sees other Pony Express riders still riding. Wow. Yeah, that is really neat. It was really cool. I that was that was the the best. I think one of the best interactions I've ever had in an investigation. Yeah, that's a pretty good flashlight session. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. That is super cool. Yeah. So Estes method is in flashlights. Those are my two. That's my, awesome. My two go tos. I I love Estes method. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, we've we've started using that, pulling that out a lot more mm-hmm. lately. Yeah. Um, and our go-to, obviously, is dowsing rods. We love using those, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like using the flashlights, right? Right. You get this instant gratification. Yes. Right? And I don't have to worry about looking back through evidence. I already know the answer is yes. 
Right. right. I don't have to listen to hours and hours right. and hours of EVPs. Yeah. Right. But we yeah. do get answers, and what, which is always neat when you get an EVP that correlates with mm-hmm. your uh, dowsing rods. And right. Then it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. I've started doing like immediate listening to my EVPs. Because doing a live EVP because session. Because I got so tired of like going home and spending hours and listening. hours but, listening. But so. here's the thing. Like I I did a live EVP session and I still missed mm-hmm. that that huge or that like almost class A EVP with the Daniel run. Yeah. I still missed that. Yeah. How? You know? Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like there was uh, one case where we were up at uh, Fort Douglas and we did an S- uh, a spirit box session. And I had a recorder running at the same time. Mm-hmm. And there were seven EVPs or voices that were missed mm-hmm. that we didn't hear doing, doing it. So either one, it was either with the SB7, we just didn't catch it, right? Mm-hmm. Or it was an actual EVP that we didn't hear I mean, that we wouldn't have heard until we right. review, but it's still neat that that stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That you can still miss stuff. We were doing uh, an Estes method at Memorial House in Memory Grove, and we also recorded it, which was which was great because um, not only were we getting interaction through the Estes method, but when we played back the recorder, we also had the sa- similar responses. That's so cool. So, yeah, it was really cool. As a ghost hunter, it is always. It feel, always feels so good when you have validating evidence. 100%. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's yeah. always nice. Like um, like Emily, we talked about Emily. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to find Emily. Um, but records as they were, uh, there weren't really any good listing of names. No, which uh, is hard because you do want to tie them if you can. Yes. You know, because you'd rather have something of historical value to whatever it is that you're hunting, whatever yeah, you're investigating. What, yeah. And when you can't find it, sometimes you are you question like, oh, man, was that somebody who was actually there? Maybe they were a roamer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went through the, the um, digital newspapers for the whole time that – um, that that the schoolhouse was open, and I didn't come across any other children named Emily. Yeah, and s- she said that she was there before the schoolhouse, which okay. which puts mm-hmm. her as pioneer. So actually, she said that she was there before the camp. So that would have put her with the original pioneers. Okay, which there wouldn't be. There wouldn't be because any records. Um, the newspaper out there didn't start until the camp started. Right. The newspaper was called Valley Tan, which was also the drink that they were consuming. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> but that that's when the newspaper out there started. Yeah. There yeah. wasn't anything before that. So, and yeah, we, we wouldn't have records for we, no for that. We wouldn't. And they only name the Carson family and those two other individuals. They didn't name any of the other settlers. And I'm sure I know they started the town, right? But I'm sure that there are other pioneers who eventually joined them Right before the camp came out, mm-hmm. it's just not easy to find all of these things because records are, they're just not very good. And also, if you think about it, like if she died back then and there wasn't like really any place for her to go, and then the schoolhouse shows up, you know that might have drawn her in. Who knows how long? Oh she yeah, because she'd be like, oh, other you know, children oh, that look like me. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 And so it's it's tough. It's it's tough it to is. find all that stuff out, um, especially when you're going pre like records with 
Mormon settlers, then, then yeah, yeah, it gets really hard. Yeah, and that's the thing too, right? And, and and of course, the other thing is is that she she could be a pioneer, but died, you know, in another spot. I right? Mean, Maybe she died along the trail and you know? just kept with everybody. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing, and you just never know. Those nope. are the the mysteries of the paranormal. That's that the stuff I can't wait to like really right? learn. The walkers and how do you get from one place to another? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. On a side note, when we when we finished up our night in the stagecoach inn, I actually did find my CGM. Yes. It was weird because when I had first realized I lost it and stuff, I was looking all over, like in my sweater and the sleeves and everything. But and I didn't come across it or nothing. Like I was. Oh, I'd, I remember you I was were searching and I searched for a little while, um, you know, a couple times, really. And but when we left the museum and went to the stagecoach in uh, shortly after getting there, I actually found it on my sweater. That's crazy. On the Which arm was of so my sweater. It just random, just right there all of a sudden in plain sight. Maybe well, someone nicely picked it up for you and gave it back. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Instead of I'd the like, a, the a hole you were right? talking to. <laughs> once I left the museum, lady, yeah. Right? Once I left the museum, <laughs> hey, there it was, you know. But, but that has actually happened before, where things go missing, mm -hmm. you don't know where they are, and then boom, they just suddenly yep. appear. Yeah. It actually is weird and random, as unrealistic as yeah. that sounds. It has happened, and I've witnessed it. Like yeah. it's. So I'd like to think someone or something was being helpful. <laughs> right. Which is always nice. Absolutely. Which is it's always, always a nice, nice thought. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah, we've uh, we've talked for a little bit and covered uh, Camp Floyd in our investigation. We want to thank everyone for sticking with us and in listening and we really hope you guys enjoyed it. Yes. And and again, Wendy, where where can they find our listeners find you at? So you can find me at Demolished Salt Lake Podcast on Facebook and Instagram or Demolished SL Pod on Twitter. And uh, all of my social media accounts have links to everywhere you can listen to my podcast and find out other information. Yeah. So go check it out, everybody. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. This oh, was fun. Thanks for being here. Really exciting. And, Jamie, where can they find us? Uh, you can find us on Facebook, both on the Paranormal Peeps podcast, as well as CPR, which is Cold Spot Paranormal Research. Yep. And you can find us on Twitter at CPR Paranormal. And you can find us on Instagram at Cold Spot underscore Paranormal underscore Research. And as always, stay ghosty, my peeps. <laughs>